0: Hey everyone, thanks for tuning into this episode of the Aquademia Podcast. I'm Sean O'Laughlin, and today I am sitting down with Ben Grant, who is the CEO of Grounded Packaging. This was a recommendation that came from our episode with Charlotte from Scout. She recommended that we talk to Ben over at Grounded Packaging because it's the packaging that she uses for her products and uh, they offer a really cool solution to people looking for more eco-friendly packaging for their products. They use what they call circular materials to create more eco-friendly packaging options and they have a lot of different options for every different type of industry and we get into some of the regulations behind it, some of the challenges behind packaging in general. And uh, I think you're really going to enjoy this episode, especially our listeners who are producing seafood for the industry. So I hope you enjoy this conversation that I had with Ben. But before I get into it, I want to remind everybody to please subscribe to Aquademia wherever you listen. That way, every time a new episode drops, it'll be directly downloaded onto your device. If you want to get in contact with us, you can fill out the contact form at globalseafood.org podcast. And if you have a couple minutes, we would really appreciate it if you leave us a rating and review wherever you listen. Thank you so much. Please enjoy this conversation I had with Ben, and I'll talk to you at the end. Welcome to the Aquademia Podcast. Our diet is hurting the environment in myriad ways. We desperately need to eat more seafood. This is a pioneering industry with a whole lot of people who have really good ideas and a lot of experience and are unafraid. Aquademia is your go to podcast for a fresh take on all things seafood. All right, I'm sitting down tonight with Ben Grant, who is the co-founder of Grounded Packaging. How's it going, Ben? Thanks for joining me.
1: Good. Nice to be here.
0: So if that name Grounded rings a bell at all to you, it's probably because you listened to our episode with Charlotte Langley of Scout. when We we had a fantastic conversation with her talking about her seafood snacks, her shelf-stable seafood snacks. And she threw out a whole bunch of names and a bunch of companies She's like, you should talk to these guys. You should talk to these guys. And one of the one of the companies that she said is you should talk to grounded, which is where we get all of our packaging for for this, because it's sustainable. It's I think she said hers is compostable. I'm not sure. Yep. We're, we're gonna get into all the different types of packaging that you have and everything. But um I said that sounds fantastic. We have a lot of people that listen to the show that have to deal with packaging and they have to to choose you know a company that is going to make their packaging and and what they're going to do what they're going to use to ship their product all around the world and so i think this is a great opportunity to talk about a new innovative way to look at packaging our seafood products so ben before we get into talking about everything that grounded does and that you what you have to offer let's hear from you your story who are you how'd you get to where you are and uh, you know just give us the whole spiel take as much time as you need cool
1: Cool. thanks and thanks for having me yeah of course um, Yeah. So um, yeah, my name's Ben Grant. I'm one of the founders of Grounded Packaging. Um, Prior to starting this business, I actually had another food uh, business in the food space myself, but in slightly different area. We had a a group of restaurants. um, We were like a healthy, ethical, fast casual type business, and we. Through the process of owning and operating that, we were trying to be as conscious as we could uh, with kind of everything um, throughout the supply chain, from packaging and sourcing and waste management, and um, you know, we were very much trying to set the example um, for sustainability. And um, we were um, we were based in New Zealand at the time when we had that. We were um, the first business in New Zealand to go fully compostable in terms of all of our takeaway packaging, and um, but I suppose more importantly. The process of owning and operating that that business and, you know, trying to do what we could um, from a sustainability perspective, it really opens your eyes to, A, how much stuff moves through a commercial supply chain, Um, B, how poorly it's dealt with, and then C, from a packaging standpoint, you know, when we first, you know, were looking at packaging solutions, and it's very different to what we're doing now, but the, um, you know, it was whatever, 10 years ago now, 10, 12 years ago. And the um, we, we were very much kind of uh, just ticking a box. You know, we were trying to be sustainable. But we didn't really know what that meant. Uh, mm-hmm. We didn't know how the materials manufactured, what happens to them if they end up in the wrong spot, you know. And then as soon as you start scratching under the surface a little bit, um, you know, it gets quite complex quite quickly. Um, and so uh, after we We sold that business, but we um and I was then kind of looking around to see what might be next and I was really interested in packaging and, and waste management and, and the interplay of the two um and how to get um, systems to work properly um and that kind of led us to look at particular problem areas and um and we're now with with grounded focused on an area called flexible packaging, which is anything you can scrunch up into a ball um you yeah. know most things that go into the supermarket come up you know any form of manufacturing or production line wrapped in some form of soft plastic um, one of the largest and fastest growing areas of packaging globally um you know the by far and away the most challenging from a sustainability standpoint um, yeah, I mean I suppose that was the the catalyst or or genesis of it all um which was some time ago now um Yeah, and that led us into this. So we we spent a number of years, um, I suppose, researching technologies in the space and um, and, and the problems of businesses. And this uh, uh, led us to where we are now.
0: Did you talk to a lot of food producers, uh, like kind of trying to get an idea of what their biggest challenges are around packaging? Yeah,
1: we did, yeah. So we spent about a year talking to different food producers. And our, our first customer was actually a large organic poultry producer based in uh, New Zealand and um, uh, they're a large organic farmer actually this is one of their products as well they're like they do apples and onions and poultry and a bunch of stuff but they um, we were working with the poultry business um, who was also a a friend of mine and someone we'd worked with through the restaurants and um, uh, we were trying to replace a lot of their their films with thermoforming and their bags for whole chickens and bits and pieces and, and looking for you know you know, quote, unquote, sustainable alternatives. And, right. um, and we are also talking to lots of other people, but we went through the process really, really closely with them. Um, you know, they were buying quite a lot of material and keen um, to move into something better. And so we um, spent a long time working with them in their business to understand their pain points, considerations around economics, functionality, et cetera. But, you know, every time you touch a new business or product set, whether it be, you know, a, diff- a type of seafood Or you know whatever everything is quite unique challenges
0: yeah so what are what are some of the biggest challenges that uh that you you have heard these companies are dealing with i know packaging is such a complicated thing yeah because from our perspective you know we i don't know how much you know about the global seafood alliance but um we have a certification program called best aquaculture practices best seafood practices and it has a logo and you know you get those logo usage guidelines and it's. Oh, I know we've had people who are have changed their certification status. Maybe they went from two star to three star, something like that, and they're required to change their logo for some reason. And they're like, "Well, no, that's a that is a process. It's a really big process to like change yeah, the yeah. the packaging." And that's just the graphics side of it. I can imagine that the entirety of the packaging process is just super complicated. Yeah. And uh, so I, I'm just curious, kind of like I I don't know too much about it. I'm I'm glad that you're on here. Uh, to help walk me through that too, because I'm sure our listeners don't know too much about it either unless they're in it, right? They're in a, in a plant doing this work. Yeah, so um, so sure. we'll, kind of walk us through, like what are some of the biggest challenges? What are, How does it work? What's the first step that that co- these companies take when they're trying to decide on how to package their products and what do they look for?
1: Sure, I mean, it's, so, it's, it's kind of a lot. Sorry. <laughs> it's a lot, yeah. It's a very big question. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's a very, very complex process, um, mm-hmm. often very, very time consuming. So we'll start with kind of where you know, as I, as I alluded to before, every different product set or, or packing process has a different type of consideration. You know, different products have different shelf life considerations, um, depending on the scale you operate at. Uh, look, one, one way that I always kind of talk about it is, you know, everyone wants to move away from, wants to move into sustainable packaging. And they just want to know what the right quote unquote answer is. And the right answer, unfortunately, is always it depends and yeah. it depends on quite a number of things you know where you operate the scale your channels your customer set um your packing processes you know whether you rely on your own infrastructure or others economics etc cetera, etc cetera.
0: and the product and itself and, right
1: yeah correct the product itself is obviously critical the um and that combination of things creates a set of pathways for you um and so yeah, look, we, we tend to start with obviously the product and the key considerations from that. But then, you know, when you, you know, we've actually built, so we've got two parts to our business and it'll, it'll help to ex- kind of explain why we've built the second part. But we started off in packaging and materials, and which is the main part of our business. But when when you start getting into these processes, this industry anyway, you realize that how complex and nuanced it is um, from materials and packing processes to design and print considerations and and the setup of that. So when you're changing print plates and, Mm -hmm. you know, you've produced a year's worth of packaging because it's a very expensive process and time consuming that you then want to change your certification. You're like, I can't do that till 2025 or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So we built a couple of different types of software tools to help people kind of guide through those considerations and from, you know, functionality and what materials you can use to produce produce what formats. Um, what the considerations from a sustainability perspective are in terms of like, you know, carbon footprint, circularity stuff, reliance on virgin fossil fuels. There are all these different things. And then down into like functionality and economics of price, you know, one of the things which we, you know, we're competing against a a plastics industry, which has been, you know, um, had billions and billions of dollars invested into it, you know, oil and gas over the last 50 years, effectively. And, um, Plastic in and of itself is an entirely valueless commodity um, and an extremely functional, you know, like it does, it's bulletproof, it does a fantastic job.
0: It's hard to argue with uh, for a lot of levels. but uh, But It's very hard to displace,
1: you know. Yeah. So, I mean, this is actually an example which I've got from a customer in Australia. They're they're like a a modern D2C pet food business. But this is a thermoforming film, which is relevant for some people in seafood packing. but this is made from sugarcane and it's carbon negative. It's a recyclable monomaterial. In this space, what you have is, although most people look at these types of materials and they just see like a plastic film.
0: It does, I mean, um, it looks like plastic, right? Yeah.
1: It is a plastic film, but most of the time when you're competing against things in the supermarket, this will actually be made of three or four different types of plastic. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, this, takes, this took two years of development alongside the customer to get right to our knowledge it's the first of its kind in the world. Recyclable, made from plants um, in a quite a complex space. But that, I suppose, gives some, you know, when starting a new product set or new process, some indication as to the time it can take to get these things right.
0: So, is your company actually developing all of these products? Because, I mean, I'm looking at your website, you have a wide range of different products, materials, and, and things. Is this, are there, other people that are working on this and you're kind of like adopting the materials and designing your products with them, or are you guys actually developing these materials yourself? We don't
1: develop the, the materials per se. So but what we do is put them together. So what have, one of the reasons for the way we operate that we do it the way we do it, but we um, control all the manufacturing effectively. So the space is a total minefield for businesses because there's, there's lots of interesting technology around or lots of interesting materials emerging, but not much of it is, available at scale, pardon me, but also, you know, you've got interesting material X coming out of Israel and interesting material Y coming out of Japan, blah, blah, blah. The, most of these things which come up and they come up in your, you know, different articles and stuff a lot if you follow the space or if you're interested in it. But what happens is that you then have to uh, put two or three or four of these things together to create an end product. You have to find a manufacturer that's willing to work on a, do that. <laughs> on a new speculative project more or less you know most of the time they they can be run on normal machinery but very complex hard processes you know mm-hmm. takes a long time to get right so what we do is we partner with the people who develop you know the individual bits of IP and then we commercialize those into products with our manufacturing um, facilities
0: well that's great that, that fits really well with the seafood industry because <laughs> anyone who who is in the industry knows uh, I think it's known to be one of the most complicated supply chains uh in the world just because you know like we we've said it a lot of times on this show uh, with poultry you know with chicken it's chicken and with beef it's beef with pork it's pork with seafood it's you know there's not enough fingers in the world (laughs) and there's a lot of different species and a lot of different products so let's just make it more complicated you know by throwing the packaging (laughs) aspect into it so I think... Totally, uh, and, this,
1: and this unique rules and regulations around seafood packaging, you know, some yeah. of it requires... We've, we've got a few seafood customers, um, you know, Scout being one, and Seatopia, mm-hmm. and then a few locally... Seatopia. Australia, yeah, Australia where
0: we, we know Seatopia as well. We've been in contact with them, so very cool. cool.
1: But yes, some of the products within seafood, and I'm sure you know, your listeners understand this stuff, but you know, some of the products require high barrier to oxygen and moisture. Some of them require no barrier, so breathability, so they the products can spoil in time. You know, when you touch seafood, it's a labyrinth of stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why there's so many um, strict regulations around a lot of different products. Uh, and it is product-specific and, and species-specific, yeah. which is, like I said, further complicates it. Let's talk about these. So the, the phrase that you use on your website is circular materials.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You mentioned that they were made from plants. We talked a little bit about it, but you have three categories here you have plant made waste made and paper made can you just kind of walk us through each what each one of those and what that means
1: yeah sure so much like the seafood industry you've got heaps of different ways you can put these things together very you know complex material sets when we talk about circularity so there is actually um where do i start this we'll start with materials so we have four different types of materials effectively okay so there's three categories on there but we've got four four types so first is um made from plants and compostable um, which is what Scouts using for some of their stuff, which fit into the plant-made you know, category, which you put on the site there.
0: And would that primarily um, be like boxes and cardboard-style material, um, no, like so that, they, that type of material?
1: It's all most of what we do is flexible films. Fin- oh, okay. so Think for 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 pouches and for you know yep. that that type of product, and, well, yeah, most of our business is in that space. We do some uh, trays and thermoforming type products, which I just showed yep. you. Um, but primarily we operate in the space of flexible films or semi-flexible, semi-rigid. Very
0: cool. Um,
1: but yeah, so plant-made and compostable, um, plant-made and recyclable. Um, so this is what I've this is what I just held up before. That's made from sugarcane, but recyclable, not compostable. Most people don't understand that you can have something which is like a bioplastic, which is compost- um, recyclable, which still acts as normal plastic. It isn't biodegradable. Um, and then we have stuff which is made from, Waste made, which is made from post consumer recycled content. And then we have a range of functional papers and fiber. So um, things which aren't plastic or bioplastic, but perform similarly, which is um, our, uh, an emerging space um, and something we've got some quite exciting projects on. Um,
0: and I you know, imagine that would seafood, be, but, would that, oh, it says recyclable. Is that, that's not compostable, the paper made?
1: Uh, well, it, the paper made stuff is is, is meant to be I mean, paper by its you know characteristic. Most of it is uh, yeah. biodegradable, right. can be composted. But the um, in this space, you know, paper recycling as an as a space works really well. So everybody l- looks to composting as this thing which is the best alternative because it's you know it sounds nice, but the reality is the composting rates are really low. Um, industrial composting is complex. Not many people have. Um, composts. Yeah. Um, and, and when you look at waste, you know, when people think of sustainable packaging, the first thing they think about is, is it compostable? Is it recyclable? Blah, blah, blah. But it's like the, within recycling, every different material is treated differently. So you've got you know, seven or eight, you know, 10 different types of plastic, depending on how you categorize them. And then you've got paper, glass, aluminum, et cetera. All of those different material streams are treated differently. and and paper recycling is one of the few that actually work. So if you put something in a paper, you know, and obviously this is different. Again, one of the complexities around this, like waste management side is that every different city or municipality has a different rule or system. um, But generally paper recycling works at a pretty high level and high rate for individuals and businesses alike. So that's um, paper recycling is, you know, uh, one of the things which we are trying to work towards from an end of life stream, if that makes sense.
0: Cool, yeah, no, for sure. I'm glad we, we kind of clarified that. That was just something that caught my eye on your website. You have a fantastic website, by the way. This is really well designed. As the, as the outreach multimedia guy, I'm like looking at it, I'm like, that's yeah, a good website. <laughs> so I'm excited to talk about the software stuff because I think that's going mm-hmm. to be really helpful for a lot of people. But before we do that, just kind of give us a rundown on what what is available. For people to kind of choose from, and what uh, what's the process for working with you and using your packaging system, and then we can get into how they decide what the best <laughs> option is for them.
1: Yeah, sure. So, I mean, the best thing to do is just get in touch with us with your kind of a, you know with your product or the thing that you're looking to pack, and we can then um, have a, a discussion to see if what if we've got any materials that may or may not fit will be suitable for the product and the mm-hmm. business. The you know we can generally qualify that out pretty pretty quickly, but yeah, so we the way that we generally work is so we've got all those different material types, and we try and understand you know we've got a call a qualification framework, but it's understanding all the key details of things you know from packing and economics and where it's been sent and shelf life and um and and that allows us to very quickly understand if any of the materials that we currently have will work and if it fits with any of our kind of r and d streams, i suppose um. But then yeah I mean as again, we can give you a bit of a demo but we've built some like prototyping software so you can go through the process of so there's one piece which is like a design and prototyping software and the second is like a sustainability modeling and reporting tool to try and bring some of the stuff to life for people because it's a it's a lot to take in
0: yeah no for sure uh, walk us through that but walk us through how you how do you do that how do you create those and and how do they work
1: um shall I share my screen, will it work for this? Uh,
0: well, we're not recording video, but if it will help you explain okay. it better, then... um,
1: uh, No, it's, it's fine. So, I mean, the, the first tool, I mean, as I say, we've spent the last few years in this space and we've um, whenever you get into this with a business like Scout or um, Ctopia or whatever, like there's all these different considerations. And so, and we spend a long time, a lot of our time, uh, educating people as to the different things. Mm-hmm. The Alternatives... What their considerations are, you know, from a sustainability perspective, why they're interesting or or not, um, and then um, what you can achieve from a design or aesthetics perspective. So, you know, most businesses when they come into um, uh, start come and start talking to us, you know, they come with the best intentions. We're trying to do, um, you know, like the um, sorry, something just dropped out the. Yeah, you know, they're trying to do the most sustainable thing possible. Yeah. But do the right thing. Really right. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. But then they get into it and they realize it's a bit more complex than they thought. And then you get down to the end of the process and you realise that um I, a, it's too expensive or it's more expensive than you thought, which kind of makes it too hard, or B they can't achieve what they want from a uh yeah, from a like a branding or a printing perspective. So mm. um For a lot of businesses, brand is as important, and the printing capability as anything else. You know, so you can get all the way down with the sustainability team, or but then designers come in or marketing comes in. However, the process kind of works differently with different businesses. But yeah, I mean, there's only um,
0: there's only so many ways to get in the hearts and minds of the consumer, right? And the first thing they're going to see is that package, so it it's super important.
1: Absolutely critical, yeah, and 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 businesses to you know, The point you made earlier, when you when you're going to make an investment in this space, every time we produce a run of packaging for people, so we do our main business is in you know, runs of custom packaging, so kind of ten thousand units plus. Mm-hmm. Um, and every time you set up a, a, a manufacturing or a print run, you are effectively, you know, it's a unique manufacturing situation. So you're setting up, you're procuring the materials, you're putting them together a certain way, you're um, you're setting up the the print systems and print plates. So there's a lot that goes into it, and there's investment in time, there's investment in, in money to get there, and, and in order to do that, people have to, you know, generally produce a reasonable amount of stuff, you know, six six months' worth, or mm-hmm. a minimum kind of three or four months' worth, but sometimes m- much more than that, a year's worth of inventory or whatever. So um, you want to make sure you get it really, really bang on because it's it's really important.
0: Yeah, I know that 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 is so hard, and every time you make a change it's you gotta kind of start all over right yeah that's ways. it,
1: and it's you know it can be six months or twelve months even to to redo it
0: yeah so uh you your primary customer base i mean it looks like you can supply for all different types of industries are they are your most of your customers that are using your packaging is it mostly kind of smaller uh more independent businesses like scout, where you know she's it's not like this global like you know this massive thing where they're producing metric tons per year (laughs) but
1: no uh, we have a bit of a we have a bit of a range of customers but a lot of what we 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 do is um in that kind of you know challenger brands i'll call them you know the businesses coming up that are focused on sustainability or changing the way that categories or product sets work um you know we've got some much larger customers as well but generally we our, our kind of sweet spot certainly at the moment is um in the you know smaller kind of emerging challenger challenger brand trying to change things for the positive
0: yeah that's that's what i would have guessed how many you said this was when you were at the restaurant business you said that was 10 12 years ago is that kind of when you started when did you start ground uh
1: we no that was when we were looking at the packaging process and kind of yeah, going yeah. compostable with the, yeah, that restaurant business but the um we started this, well, we were, working, we were working on it since 2018. We only launched at the start of 2020. So it's been okay, a so, while researching so very, and understanding. And,
0: very new. Yeah, um, so how many, correct, yeah. I, I, I don't I don't want you to share anything that you're not comfortable sharing, but how roughly how many customers
1: do you have now? Well, it's kind of, we've got two parts of our business. And most of our business is in custom packaging. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of medium to large runs of stuff. And we've got about 250, 300 customers in that space.
0: Wow, fantastic.
1: Um, and then for a while, we we've also held, Um, inventory of things like vacuum packaging and bits and pieces and we're kind of gradually phasing that out for the moment just because it's too much for us to to, Mm. do everything and it only represents a small part of our revenue or like you know a disproportionate amount of our cost but we've got thousands of customers in that space.
0: Very cool so shifting a, a little bit to some of the challenges we've talked about kind of some of the challenges for the producers and people that are looking Coming to you to get packaging, but what are some of the biggest challenges that you all are facing as as you grow like I said, this is very new you've been doing a lot of research and you've been pre- preparing and then you just launched a few three years ago right so um I'm sure that your fate you have faced some challenges and so there's some things that you're trying to work on and i'm I'm curious what is difficult about this aspect of of uh, this part of the industry
1: there's very little it's easy it's all a challenge the um <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it's full of challenges. To be perfectly honest, so the, I mean, the the first thing is obviously getting the materials right, mm-hmm. is, is and and matching to the to the to the business or product set. So, um, you know, we've we've spent, we've had a lot of failures and things that haven't worked, um, and um, you know, we've got plenty of challenges every day in getting things right. But we're we're making quite a lot of progress. But as I say, every every time you touch a new product set, you encounter a new type of consideration. You know, as you to your point around seafood, there's heaps of different you know, all of the different products individually have different rules and regulations. And right. so you might do something for scallops and it might take you a year to get that right and then you move on to whatever else, muscles and it's very, very different. And you have to start that process all over again. And um, you know, although you, there's plenty of learnings you can take and apply across, nothing's quite the same. And and when you're dealing with new new materials, this um, and constantly trying to push the boundaries, this you just have plenty of failures along the way.
0: Yeah, for sure. Is they're, there, all,
1: they're all good learnings.
0: Is there like, uh, and I don't know. I, I've never been to New Zealand. I don't know kind of you know, how things work down there on the government side of anything. But is there like regulations that you have to meet uh, for this type of product, or is there any health and food safety kind of testing that you need to do for these types of product? Anything like that?
1: Yeah. So. Uh, in comparison to like products.
0: regular plastic products.
1: The, the the regulations are the same. So you have to okay. have the same food contact certifications. You have to have, you have to make ex- all the same rules as uh, any other packaging effectively. Yeah. Okay. But, um, but all of the rules are slightly different around the world. So I'm actually based in Australia now in Sydney, but most of our 60% of our customer base is in the U S or in North America, U S and Canada. Um, and, and the rules are different by state. Um, yeah. Rules are different everywhere. So it's a, Bit of a minefield
0: oh yeah no for sure <laughs> i know about that that's uh, fantastic so uh i mean what else what uh, what have what have i not touched on i tried to
1: tried to get into it get then, into um, as
0: many questions as i could but i you know i have some stuff that i want to ask but i want to save it for the end so i want to make sure that if there's anything that you want to make sure we touch on let's get into that
1: no i mean there's nothing really i suppose what we're trying to do as a business so we are definitely a you know we're a packaging business trying to replace single-use plastics and trying to promote better behaviors and in that space. But one thing which we, you know, we're really, really pushing hard for. And one of the reasons why we built some of the software stuff that we we have is like, is to get people to make decisions based on data, not guesswork. So in this space, people always come through and they say, you know, I want to be compostable or biodegradable, you know, they've got some preconceived notion, whatever it may be around what sustainability means. Mm -hmm. And most people in this space, um, even up into the really large organizations, you know, the Walmarts and the Targets, and the, you know, Woolworths in Australia, you know, the, the large guys, they, you know, they tend to lick their finger and they put it up in the air and they say, oh, like, I'm going to go that way or, you know, this one feels right. And But probably the most important thing to do in this space is to understand the actual implications of a particular material product set. And oftentimes we see businesses come in and they're like, you know, as I say, they've got the best intentions, but then they realize it's hard and there's not one quote-unquote right way, mm-hmm. so they just don't do anything at all. Fall and back to what, what they the know, wrong, right? That's which the is wrong one used thing classic. to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. correct. You, you need to start making incremental changes. We can't, you know, this is the thing which we've learned, you know, through our own businesses, that we we started kind of up here with like, you know, this next generation of, um, you know, super interesting materials, but that are very challenging, expensive, you know, solve lots of problems, but are very hard to scale. Everyone comes in and they want to, Go from here, which is you know kind of terrible, to there, which is amazing, mm-hmm. and that just almost never happens, you know, and and but what you can do is have a really positive impact by making small changes. Small changes over a long period of time, uh, you know, even over a short period of time, have have a really dramatic impact. And um, we we talk about this notion of circularity, and you touched on it before, but in, in packaging, there's all these different things you can look at whether it's recyclable or compostable, what the carbon footprint is, how mm-hmm. much um, fossil fuel it relies on, et cetera. The, it, the Ellen MacArthur Foundation uh, is, it does really fantastic work in um, trying to build a circular economy and, and promote positive behaviours for, for a circular economy, particularly as it relates to packaging and plastics. And they have designed this calculation for circularity, um, which we think is the most important thing What is the most important thing? But it's really at the moment, it's not well understood, but it encompasses all of the three key things, um, which are how much renewable or recycled content goes into the manufacturing of something, what the utility of that product is. Like, are you a single use product, you know, thing replacing a single use thing, or are you moving to, you know, from a coffee cup to a kit cup? So you're changing the utility quite dramatically. Mm. Um, And then the last piece is end of life. So, you know, has it been designed to work? Within a recycling or composting stream, and then what is the likelihood of it ending up there? So it, it kind of brings all of the different components, which on in and of themselves can seem quite a you know overwhelming thing to consider, particularly when you're looking at lots of different things um, into one number, effectively, to give you kind of a clear view. And but you anyway, know, moral of the story is try and understand the information and 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 don't let it being complex halt progress because you know there's there's progress to be made everywhere and it can be quite easy but we don't you don't have to aim for you know the uh you know searching for the right term but you know like the
0: yeah, the yeah perfect that, solution yeah no exactly that's 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 the right uh term right there so for uh, for anyone out there that's listening that maybe is qA at, at a processing plant or you know is the one making the decisions for what materials to put to to use for their packaging, would that be your your advice? Is kind of like take a little bit of time, learn about it, and start looking at taking small steps and going little by little to achieve your goal.
1: Absolutely, yeah, hundred percent advice. You know, making small changes to the makeup of the material, yeah. reducing the total amount of material. You know, again, yeah, because I, I can see sometimes you have like
0: I can see how you how companies would think that way, right? You you see, okay, this is a company that can sell me packaging that is biodegradable so I, what i want to do is i want to take my my frozen stuffed clams that i wrap in you know in one, single use plastic and vacuum seal it in plastic and ship it out i want to replace that plastic with something that if someone throws it away it'll break down in you know two weeks or whatever and i, I can see yeah. where that line of thinking can can get intoxicating you say i love this idea let's do it um yeah, yeah. and that's just not practical <laughs> to think that way
1: it's not often practical and then also a lot of these materials that are biodegradable compostable they're not actually in certain parts of it yeah it's like they're not all made equal it, it, it made up, it's up and, not
0: what you're thinking it is right you know is,
1: is correct yeah and everyone has this notion of black car but it's you know it's going to be it's going to degrade in landfill and that's going to be a great thing and um that's uh, for anyone operating at scale anyway you've got to be pretty careful what you put into landfill and, and some of the compostable or, you know, things which are promo- biodegradable things, which are promoted as being often the right things. And sometimes they are, don't get me wrong, but a lot of them are still made from petrochemical, which is, um, you know, counterintuitive to most people. And they wouldn't understand that. But when you put it into a a landfill and it does start degrading, it generates methane and methane's a lot, lot worse for the environment than carbon is mm-hmm. particularly, you know, and, you know, look there's lots of considerations and simply saying biodegradability is the answer is, is unfortunately not the way
0: well that's I'm really glad that we talked about this then because I, I didn't I did not know anything about this and so this is this is really fascinating stuff and and I think it's really important if any of our listeners out there are thinking that they want to change their packaging, let's talk about that because that is a great thing this is an an innovative technology that we are looking to implement here right and but let's make sure that we yeah. understand it first and um correct i just, i, I want to make like, sure that people know that you and me and and aquademia and all of us you know we we are not discouraging people from trying to make this change it's important that you understand what you're doing and the steps that you take to make sure that you do it right because that's what you're trying to do in the first place is do the right thing
1: totally and it's not to discourage people at all it's like to encourage people but yeah. just to understand it dig a little bit under the surface because it's there um, there's just other considerations and look that it's making small changes, like incorporating some recycled content. We tend to advocate for a risk-based approach. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, you know, like if you've got – I'll use a really, like, crude example just because it's easy. But yeah, yeah. the, um, you know, if you've got someone buying a $500 dress in New York and it comes in a um, – you know, what's the chance that it – well, in California we'll say – I don't know the waste management stuff in New York. But, you know, what's the chance that that's going to end up in the environment – um, you know all the packaging for that, and it's relatively low. Probably, you'd suggest almost negligible. You know, anyone who's got that kind of um, resource in a, a in a, a progressive part of the world, the, the product's going to end up in in a landfill type situation. And so then, what if it ends up in landfill? What you what are the considerations for that? Whereas, you know, if you've got a you know an ice cream or a, a seafood snack being con- consumed. Um, you know, in, in Southeast Asia, um, the what's the chance that's going to end up in the environment? And you'd su- suggest that that's really, really high, um, or much, much higher. And so, you know, and, and scenario one, when you've got a, a system that works, and you know, you kind of got a, a relatively good understanding as to where it's going to end up, and the risk level is relatively low. Probably, what you should be aiming for is, you know, low carbon, high recycled content. You know, mitigating the trying to drive circular systems and um, and, and lowering um, carbon footprint, but on the second one, you know, the only, the only thing you should really care about is biodegradability because the um, chances that it ends up in the environment are really high, and so you want to, you know, as I said, risk-based framework. What are the particular situations that you're you're looking at?
0: Yeah, that's uh, actually that's a great example to, to look at it from that view. That's that really, I think that'll help really explain it to a lot of people and un- make it understandable. That was great. Thank you for that. Um, do you find? And, and I, I don't want to go too long, but this just popped into my head. That's why i got backtracking a little bit. Yeah. We talked about the different industries and and who your customers are and stuff. Do you find that there are some industries that are a lot, that seem to be a lot more progressive and, and you see more people coming from certain food industries, particularly that want to try and implement this, or is it more like some of these, are some of these Industries being pushed because their buyers want them to have this type of packaging and they're just kind of coming to you because they have to. Uh, You know, these are some of the things that we see in certification uh, in different ways. So I'm curious if, if you've seen any difference.
1: Absolutely. It's driven like, you know, the major progress is driven by people that care and have also have the product margin to care. Mm -hmm. So what we find, you know, we have a large business in coffee. Um, We have a large, business and you know I'll say like a personal care and home care people trying to change the way that those industries work you know the blue land blue lands of the world um, the when where you struggle um, is when people are selling through supermarkets or the major supermarkets anyway because mm-hmm. um, the major supermarkets gross as they all you know they're starting to say the right things in terms of you know we're encouraging X Y Z but they don't actually then allow their um, suppliers to change the price point or to price in the cost of additional things. And we go right back to the start. You know, mm. most, a lot of people in the, you know, not commoditized the wrong word, but you know, major food industries um, ha- rely on the supermarkets to sell as their major channel. Yeah. And um, for most of these guys, the, you know, if they make any change to anything to try and, be better from a sustainability perspective is something that they have to wear and so it erodes their margin um, which is often a very difficult conversation to have oh yeah Um, so they have to see they have to see that they have to get brand value from it as a driver of top line but look it's just it's a much harder conversation when you're being squeezed at every level you know
0: yeah interesting i we see it in our you know even just with this doing this podcast we we talk to people on the aquaculture side and the fishery side and we found that certain different aspects of the industry they're really interested in innovation and research and trying to Im- improve certain aspects of the industry and then on other sides it's you know it's it's a lot more of um like you said getting squeezed we don't want to spend the money to try and do this research if what we're doing is already working for us and um you know there's it's 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 different in in every facet of every industry so I was just curious if uh you if you saw some some uh, well
1: that's we, we see it all the time and, and uh, when you get into the large guys and the um as I say again, the kind of the supermarket providers with the larger producers, the um, you know the thing which they've got unrealistic expectations. You know, it needs to be whatever you're replacing it with needs to be uh, perform. Uh, you know, the same if not better. It needs to be um, the equivalent cost or cheaper, and it needs to be delivered faster and easier and like you know classic so always a compromise unfortunately that's classic you know, classic. Like, okay, you, know want, you want it fast you, want it, cheap, you want it cheap you want
0: it good and pick two
1: that's <laughs> it and it does things don't like align you know
0: yeah interesting cool so we're getting a little bit close to time so uh, we kind of already went over this but again if if any one of our listeners is interested in this and wants to get more information wants to learn how they can start working with you what is the best way for them to do that get in contact with
1: you um best way i mean you can email me direct, I'm just being at groundedpackaging.co or, you know, just come through our, our website. So so we've started to release some of the software tools so you can have a bit of a play with the materials. Um, but if you just go onto our site and you, you inquire through one of the products or materials and um, you'll end up with one of our one of our team mem- members who'll be able to help you pretty quickly. Very cool.
0: And then a couple of questions that I always like to ask at the end uh, with, with a lot of our guests is, especially with companies that are have not, been around for too long you know fairly new companies what is it that you need you know we have listeners all around the world with all different types of access to different resources what, what is it that you need to help you achieve your immediate and long-term goals
1: well that's a really good question i mean we're just trying to make a, a dent you know mm-hmm. we're trying to get people to start thinking about the right things and making the right change i mean in terms of like we just need people to be uh, as, you know, to the point around uh, data and education and understanding, need to be open to the fact that um, you know some of the quote unquote right or more sustainable outcomes might be counterintuitive to you. Yeah, you know we need. You know, there's a lot of actually quite interesting materials coming up through um, seaweed and aquaculture and um, oh, yeah. you know using you know the Um, crustacean shells and pieces to extract the sugars to ferment for bioplastics and stuff. So there's, you know, obviously the more innovation in that space, the better we, as a business, we support a number of blue carbon initiatives as well. Um, But the more we can, you know, focus on driving innovation in in that space in the long run, the better it's going to be. And if anyone is doing, has any interesting projects there, you know, we we would love to talk to them um, about whether we can help commercialize any of it or bring it to market. some of our customers um
0: seaweed is blowing up it's crazy yeah i mean i've been at my company eight years and it's only in the last maybe three that i've seen seaweed regularly popping up in in conversation it's crazy it's super totally it's it's really it's a hot topic right now for sure
1: very hot yeah
0: yeah pretty cool so um um,
1: but you know that's us really
0: what else? Uh, what else do you want to get out there before we wrap up? You know, any you have this platform, you have an audience right now. So, what else do you want to make sure that people know?
1: Um, that's really it. You know, just encourage people to start making some change and be open to what the the right solutions are, and and not to
0: don't be scared away, be by afraid it. of
1: thinking yeah. too. Yeah, don't be scared away by it. Like, there's always there's there's probably there's easy positive changes to make that aren't going to be hugely. Cost effective will change the process too much. Um, but you just got to start somewhere, you know, and nothing changes unless you start. Yeah. And so there's so much inertia in this space because people see it and they're just like, you know, fuck, it's too hard. Yeah. Pardon my language. That's fine. The, um, and <laughs> we're in the um, seafood industry, you know, just, believe me. <laughs> we hear a Yeah. Yeah. We just say it all the time, you know, and there's, we just, as a, um, you know, as a, United, Globe. We need. We just need to, people. We need to be making more progress than we are. Like I'm just astounded at how slow things are moving. Mm-hmm. Like it's starting to move, but there's there's easy progress to be made. And but people, I think, are uh, just see the complexity and they just bury their. Yeah. Heads in the sand, they want you know?
0: all or nothing. Yeah. 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 So that's tough. Are, are there other companies? Are there? A lo- do you know of a lot of companies around the world that are are offering this kind of stuff, or is it very very um, new?
1: It's pretty new. There, yeah. There's certainly there's a few of us doing bits and similar things. Um, there's probably not many that we're aware of anyway that have the same breadth of materials. Like what happens, people tend to focus on a specific thing Don't and we've, one, yeah. you know, rightly or wrongly chosen to do a few of them. Um, the, uh, but yeah, there's a few of us out there and, you know, we're, we're certainly really open. If we can't um, help you, then we'll absolutely, and we know somebody who can, we'll absolutely put you in touch with. with with the right people like we're you know very open and transparent and um you know we're trying to promote the right behaviors not it all to ourselves or anything like that
0: right on that's fantastic well we'll, we're going to make sure to put your website in the show notes but for anyone who's listening it is groundedpackaging.co and i want to make sure that anyone who is interested does reach out to you and, and explores the website we already have some people that we've talked to on the podcast that are customers of yours and They advocated for you, and and I think this is a really fantastic thing for anyone on the production side of things to look into. So thank you so much, Ben, for joining us and uh, talking all about this fantastic product.
1: Cool. Thanks a bunch for having me. Hope it's been interesting. Oh, yeah, it's
0: been great. We really appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Folks, that was my conversation with Ben from Grounded Packaging. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something. And I hope if this is something that you've been thinking about looking into, you get in contact with them over at Grounded Packaging. Remember to subscribe to Aquademia wherever you are listening. That way, every time a new episode comes out, it'll automatically be downloaded directly to your device. If you want to get in contact with us, you can find our contact form at globalseafood.org podcast. Remember to leave us a rating and review wherever you listen. It really helps us out. And we appreciate everybody that's already done that. And remember, if you like what we do at the Global Seafood Alliance and you want to be more involved you may want to consider becoming a member all of the information about our membership program can be found at globalseafood.org membership thank you so much for listening and i'll talk to you next time